Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thanks, Anna. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. The Sheep, the Wolf, the Sheepdog. We begin today's segment on church security by talking about the gentle and passive congregation, as well as the predators and the protectors. Just how do you keep the sheep safe? I'm continuing my conversation with my friend Jason White. Jason is a pastor, federal agent, and church security expert. He's also the author of a great book on the topic, Church Security and Outreach, A Spirit-Led Strategy to Pursue the One and Protect the Ninety-Nine. When it comes to church security, Jason tells us that both the wolf, the predator, and the sheepdogs, the church security team, have a capacity for violence, but with one big difference. The sheepdogs love the sheep and serve the shepherd. This analogy is a great way to start today's dialogue. So one of the things that really gelled a lot for me when I went to the uh, the conference was your illustration of the the sheep, the wolves, and the sheepdogs. And I would love for you to unpack that for the audience because that was really helpful. You know, that is something that is... Um... Any, anybody who hears that that's from a, a military or a law enforcement mindset, that clicks and resonates mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. But outside of that circle, it's just not commonly known. Mm. It was shocking to me because a career in law enforcement allowed me to see this years ago. Mm. So the story of sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs, mm-hmm. that comes from retired Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Um, he has authored and co-authored numerous books, including On Combat, The Warrior Mindset. Um, he is a pioneer in this field of study. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot say enough about him, and I, I definitely suggest your audience mm-hmm. look into um, the Colonel Grossman's uh, research, his books. Uh, he's a believer, mm-hmm. and um, can't say enough about him. So in one of his books, On Combat... There's a, there's a section where he's talking with a Vietnam veteran, and that conversation turned to society can be classified into three different groups. So the first group are the sheep. The sheep are kind, loving, peaceful animals. Mm-hmm. Now, there are varying degrees of sheep, but in essence, these are the type of people that we want to live around. Mm-hmm. These are who I want my neighbors to be. This is who I want my kids to yeah. grow up around. Yeah. The problem is that sheep, for the most part, are really not able to protect themselves. Mm. Now, they know there's threats out there. They know there are wolves out there. But for the most part, they're oblivious to them mm. until they attack. Now, wolves in society represent that very, very small segment of society that perpetuate terrorist acts, 
violent crimes. Mm -hmm. The wolves have a capacity for violence, and they pursue their own selfish gain Mm -hmm. and are willing to use violence to do that. Sheepdogs, the third group, are also a very small segment of society who also have a capacity for violence. The difference is, is that they love the sheep mm. and they serve the shepherd. So a sheep dog has a capacity for violence, but the condition of the heart is completely different from that of the wolf. When you compare the wolves and the sheep dog, one is a protector and one is a predator. Mm-hmm. And we see that in pretty much all segments or uh, society in general. I mean, I, I can think of people that fit into those three categories uh-huh. pretty easily. Yep. So if we have a sheepdog who has a heart to serve the Lord and protect the flock and also has the capacity to defend the sheep, we want to use those people in their service, in their giftings, in their calling, because they have the right heart and the right calling. You know, it it was really amazing. I I actually... Uh, I remember that I missed part of what followed that illustration in the conference because I sat there noodling for a while, realizing I was counting up. Okay, so this was this person in my life has been a sheepdog. You know, I, mean, I, it, I actually started after the 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 illustration. I started categorizing some people that I knew. Yes, and and I've got to tell you, I have found that in my life, in my neighborhood, with the neighborhood watch people, and and in churches. What you've said is absolutely true. It really is across all different parts of, of our society. And I never saw that before until we went to the conference. I think it's a great illustration. So one of the things that your book really speaks to me um, on is the chapter on making your church a difficult target. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one that I've, that's actually, I've read that chapter more than once because it really spoke to me things that aren't even on most pastors radar screens. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So what we're what we're doing is we're we're saying we're going to take measures to in essence deter attacks but also to plan to protect ourselves if an attack occurs. Mm-hmm. So we call this target hardening and there are simple measures that a lot of churches can take. Um you know and I think this is a good time to say, when I say attacks, we could be talking about a violent criminal attack, but we, we also could be talking about a weather event that occurs, mm-hmm. a tornado that comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Hurricanes here in a, Florida. Hurricanes. <laughs> um, and also medical events that happen. Mm-hmm. So if we mm-hmm. mismanage those, the attack can come in the form of litigation against the church. Wow, yeah. So that's why I think target hardening is so important, is that we're, we're talking about preventing a slip and fall as much as an active shooter. Mm. That makes sense. It does. Okay. Absolutely, it does. So things that you can do. Obviously, um, we wanna, we're, we're, we're very heavy on creating a security ministry and a safety team mm-hmm. that operates both overtly and covertly. That way we provide safety and security but we don't disrupt the worship environment whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I never, ever want to disrupt the person who is in service, who is receiving that message Mm -hmm. or is worshiping God Mm -hmm. just because something got on our radar. Mm -hmm. You should be able to operate the, the, and we go really deep into surveillance and, and stuff in the book, 
covertly enough that you don't disrupt that person. Mm-hmm. So that's our, 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 our big push right there. But we're also talking about emergency preparedness plans. Does your church have one? Mm. Are you taking your due diligence, doing the steps you need to do to prevent attacks? And then there are simple things, too, about are you truly maintaining access and control to doorways, Mm. to the children's ministry, to the church office? How are you protecting the offering in a way that does not look overbearing? Mm -hmm. How are you doing these things? Are you vetting, like we were speaking a little bit earlier, the people on your team? Yeah. Because you are putting people on a safety team who are going to have a lot of access. Mm. You need to vet them. Are you training your staff and others on the red flags and pre-assault indicators? We talk about this in at depth in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are things that can be done pretty quickly and make a very impactful difference mm-hmm. in the safety and security of the church. And they combat litigation. Yeah. I mean, the the that's I've I've always said no litigation is good litigation, right? Because there's there's two types. We we could have a lawsuit that comes against the church, and we don't want that, right? Or we could have a lawsuit where the church is having to sue somebody else. Well, yeah. we don't want that either, right? Right. So we want to work towards that, and that's all part of our target hardening strategy. You know, and that and that is really an important piece for us, uh, for my listeners to be thinking about. Um, it's something that I've had to reckon with when I started ministry many years ago, um, the thought of a church being sued, it was unthinkable. Mm-hmm. It just it just didn't happen. People just didn't sue churches. Today, that is no longer the case. And uh, a few months ago, I interviewed a, a friend of mine who's an attorney and a church law expert. And he talked about, you know, legally, what are the steps we have to take to, to protect ourselves against litigation? But this is just as important as having the right documents in place, um, you know, and the right insurance and all those kinds of things. You know, when you said documents, that, that is something that we, we obviously push document, document, document. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difficulty of documenting something, though, when let's say a, a, an event occurs, not a major event, but something mm-hmm. occurs on a Sunday and you have, let's say the safety team, your greeters, a deacon, and maybe let's say if you have an usher all involved, mm-hmm. they're going home mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And a lot of them, their kids may be there, their family's mm-hmm. there. So if you don't get a synopsis of their involvement right then and there that day, mm-hmm. You're going to have to be tracking them down. Yeah. And if an event occurs, the lead pastor needs to know clearly and concisely what happened. Because if not, imagination starts putting other yeah. things in there. Yeah. So what we did is we created intel sheets that can be passed out to everybody who's involved. It captures their involvement only. And those are compiled for an after-action report. Now, those are given out right then and there. So if, mm-hmm. if you and I are involved, we each fill out our fill involvement, out right turn it into the safety team leader. Those are then collected, compiled into an after-action report. That way, when the lead pastor hears, hey, something happened in mm-hmm. children's ministry, 
they have the entire story. Yeah. Clearly, concisely. And yeah, would that would that include non safety team people as well that are, yeah, that are involved? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the last thing you want to do is try to track people down on Monday and Tuesday. Right. Um, well, and memory fades. Absolutely, it does. You know, absolutely, yeah. it does. So in the book, I give examples of, of the intel sheet that each individual would fill out right then and there and what an after-action report looks like. Most churches have never had to, to write a yeah, report. Yeah, they, they don't. They've never seen it before. Well, so in the book, I give examples of both, but I have them in, in electronic documents, hmm. and I just share them with the churches. So all you need to do is get the document, put your church's logo on there, adopt and adapt as you see mm-hmm. fit, mm-hmm. and you've got a great starting point. And anybody who wants those can email me. And I will send them those go-bys. And, and we'll put your contact information in the show notes so people have got that. They Outstanding. Can, make it real easy for them. That's Outstanding. Great. How do we make our churches difficult targets? And we're not just referring here to active shooters for an example, but also to things like accident prevention and litigation. In his book, Jason talks in detail about things like emergency preparedness plans setting up access controls to important areas like the children's ministry and the office, about vetting people, background checks, and the ways that we can protect ourselves with respect to lawsuits. In today's segment, Jason talked about the importance of good reporting. You know, most churches don't use incident reports, but they're a really good idea. Jason has offered our audience some templates for those forms. And his contact information is in today's show notes. Next time, Jason explains why it's so essential for a church to have a good relationship with the police and fire departments in their town. You want to know key first responders, and they should know you, your ministry, and your facility before an incident happens. That's coming up next time on The Minister's Friend. We are so grateful that you are in our audience. The Minister's Friend podcast exists to help pastors and other church leaders just like you lead their congregations well. If you're being blessed by our ministry, please tell others about us. Your recommendation to your friends, to other pastors, and to church leaders is the best advertising we could ever ask for. Please also take a moment and give us a review on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Good reviews and also good ratings by our audience move us up in the charts and they enable us to connect with more people who might be blessed by our ministry. I'm so glad you were with us for today's episode. I hope this emphasis on church security is helpful for you. Thanks for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!